Welcome to Blender Days, a podcast about media. I'm Jacana. And I'm Jordan. And today we're talking about Paddington 2, released in 2017. Uh, yeah, and then we first saw the first Paddington in like 2017. Like, we watched that movie way late. We did watch it a couple years late and a couple years ago. Uh, hadn't, I think we only watched the first Paddington like twice. I think I've only seen it once. I feel like I've seen it almost twice because my sister would play it a lot. Yeah, your sister liked it. And honestly, it's a way better movie than it has any right to be. But today we're talking about Paddington 2, which we both saw for the first time yesterday. Uh, yeah, it was yesterday, and it may be better than the original. Yeah, it didn't just, like, sometimes the sequel lives up to the original, but Paddington 2 was better than the original, Yeah, they, which is very rare. They took everything that was good about the first one and then just approved upon it. Yeah. Um, anyway, something we didn't do last time that I would like to address is just the speed draw underneath. I'm personally, I'm the artist and I'll be drawing, uh, and I'm doing Paddington, but in the style of like classic Winnie the Pooh illustrations. And that's on the YouTube channel. If you're just listening to this audio wise, you're not going to see that. But if you are interested in not watching the speed draw and you'd still like to see the, uh, image I create, you can check out our Instagram. Yes, it's uh, what is it? At Blunder Days Podcast, I yep. believe. At Blunder Days Podcast is our Instagram. And I post little behind the scene pictures and um, the, the finished artwork that I create you, for you our... You didn't take a behind the scenes picture. I haven't taken a behind oh. the scenes picture. <laughs> That's not to say that I'm not going to. All right, so you want to, like, give a rundown, like, give a synopsis on the movie, like, what the movie was about? Uh, yeah, so we start out, and Paddington is living his best life in England with the Browns, making his neighborhood a better place, and all around making every person's life better. Even the people who don't like him, he's not really making their life worse. By the way, there's only, like, one person who doesn't like Paddington. Uh, yeah. He's terribly likable. So he's going around helping people, and then we get to the main plot of the story, which is he's trying to find a birthday gift for his great-aunt Lucy? Was it Lucy? Uh, I believe it's his Aunt Lucy, and it's her 100th birthday. Right, so very important for talking bears. Yeah, not sure if that's a, a bear years or human years. They do specify that they're different, but they don't really tell you how. Um, yeah, that's that's true they don't really address that anyway so he's trying to find <laughs> trying to find the perfect gift for his aunt uh, and he stumbles upon this beautiful pop-up book of london because she really wanted to go to london um and he he wants to save up for this book and he starts working odd jobs and they're not really working out for him because he's a very small talking bear with maybe the intelligence of like a seven to 12 year old. Well, he's either a genius or an idiot. Well, but he's, he's a genius for a bear. I think he's just the like the straight up definition of innocent. Like, <laughs> it, so he appears to be stupid, but he's definitely not. Well, yeah, but like also the way he's treated, he's not treated like a child. No. He is an adult gentleman. I mean, he's like, very polite, but he's he's treated like if you were taking care of a family member who maybe had some mental disabilities. But he's not treated like a child, nor is no, he's I not mean, treated keep, like a capable. Keep adult keep either. going with how like the movie like the, give the give the synopsis of the rundown. 
Um, and then so uh, he's got odd jobs around town. Uh, so he's got kind, odd jobs, kind of a klutz. And then he discovers through being Paddington that his fur is awesome at cleaning windows, and he just kind of starts up his own little window cleaning business, and he's he's cleaning all the windows and. And you see how this improves everyone's life. Yeah, um, in his neighborhood, there's like a shut-in kind of recluse. Uh, he was a like an Air Force captain or something. Right. And he's like living in his gloom. That's like the prettiest. That's one of my favorite scenes. Um, is is he... Paddington asks him if he wants his window washed. And he's already gotten a lot of business. He's already good at washing windows at this point. And the guy's like, no, I like living in my own misery. <laughs> yeah, in, in his pretty, sadness. I, he says that in a much nicer way, but that's pretty much what he says. But Paddington's like, you know what? I'm just going to do it for free. I'm going to I'm gonna wash this guy's windows for free. He's like the only person on the block I haven't done. I don't even think he puts that much thought into it. I think Paddington's just like, well, I'll just do it anyway. Like, Yeah. Because he, he is just the definition of nice. Uh, so... You see Paddington, like, washing the windows from the outside. And then it cuts to the man inside sitting in, like, a gloomy room. And all the windows definitely have a thick film over them. So they're open. Like, there's no shades or curtains pulled. But it's very dreary in there. And he's just sitting in a chair by himself reading the paper. And as he's doing this, then you start to see light come in as uh, Paddington outside is washing the window. And the whole time it stays from an angle of this man like you're looking in on this man in his living room it doesn't cut back to paddington you can just kind of see him outside the window and it's it's a very pretty well done scene it's shot very very well i mean this entire movie is shot like an art piece i know but there's a couple scenes in particular that really shine through and i think this is one of them uh, and you know like I think in some stories, the guy might have been upset that he did it without his permission anyways. But he was just really, he was actually happy. He definitely goes, like, to the window to, like, yell at Paddington. But then he sees the lady. Oh, yeah, that's right. The uh, the newsstand lady, which is one of my favorite parts of the story, is their story is just running in the background the whole time. Yes. Uh, You might see this scene and think nothing of it, but then they touch back on... The progression of the relationship three or four times and it's uh it's a weird side story that's not addressed almost at all it is addressed at the very end in any briefly. other in any other movie you would completely ignore this backstory it would be there but you would not see it uh, this movie though like every backstory has purpose well, this movie, as you like in the beginning of the movie, as I was saying, when he's like going around town and everyone's his friend and every single scene has payoff. It's not just to show that Paddington is a good character. No, we're going to come back to that. That everything has foreshadowing and payoff. Yeah. Um, by the end of the movie, everything's going to be completely addressed. I mean, this is like the neatest package a movie ever could be. There is no loose ends. But so he's working as a window cleaner and he does a few other odd jobs uh, to buy this book for his aunt. And he keeps checking in on the book as he's raising money. And uh, the, the guy who owns the store is also Paddington's friend. He just has the book set aside. So he, sa- he is saving it for Paddington. Like nobody else can buy the book. The book is stolen uh, on one of the evenings where Paddington has stopped by the store to look in on it and just kind of check up on like, oh, that's what I'm working for. Like a reminder of what 
all his efforts going towards. Yeah. And there happens to be a criminal who has broken well, into the I, store I and think when stolen he, when, the book. When that happens, it's a little later at night. He's just finished cleaning windows. Mm-hmm. And he's walking home. He has to walk by the store. And that's when he sees the criminal go in. Yeah, I don't think every night he had to walk by the store. No, I think he walked by it because he wanted to. But, like, uh, he saw the criminal go in and... Uh, and he's, he's unfairly framed and then arrested because earlier on, another thing that already has payoff is one of his odd jobs that he was bad at was a barber and he butchered a judge's hair. Oh, and he that was, judge yeah. ends up being his judge for this case of grand theft and he's uh, obviously he's a little biased because he got a botched hair job. <laughs> well, but the, the thing that shuts the case down is the washed up failed actor who said he saw right. Paddington but didn't see the criminal. Right. And this guy's already like not very happy in his life or circumstance and Paddington has insulted him without meaning to without he, he would not do it on to. purpose but he's pointed out the things in his life that have gone wrong and he's maybe a little bit tender about yeah um and and he's not taken very kindly no. to that but uh so he's arrested he's thrown in jail and then that's probably my favorite arc of the movie well that's like the yeah <laughs> that is the arc of the movie is paddington is arrested and put in jail yeah but his whole time in the jail is like my favorite time in the movie yeah i think was the first thing he does he's given it like he's given a job at the prison and right. it is to do the laundry and he manages to put a red sock in with all of the prisoners <laughs> clothing and they all have pink jumpsuits and they're by the way they're old looking jail like, like they're not orange jumpsuits no they've, black and white classic stripe. stripes yeah so all the prisoners because apparently they were all doing all of their laundry that day no one was wearing any clothes and they're all in that one load and they were all pink. Uh, and then the next scene's pretty much him in the uh, cafeteria. And he's trying to make friends. Uh, he's criticizing the poor food. And then someone makes a bet with him that they'll forgive him for the whole pink fiasco if he can get the menu changed. Yeah. And then he so he goes up to the, the cook guy there, Knuckles, mm-hmm. who is just known throughout the prison as the meanest guy in the whole. Like, you don't mess with the, the cook. Yeah, um, and he has saved a marmalade sandwich under his hat. He always has a marmalade sandwich under his hat. He had one in the laundry room. I don't know how he got a second one. No, no, that was the same one. He doesn't eat it. He goes to eat it in the laundry room. He doesn't eat it. That's the same one. Oh, I thought he ate it. No, he's saving that, that marmalade sandwich. That's why they showed it, I think, uh, yeah. in the laundry room. So, yeah, he's got a marmalade sandwich under his hat, which if you've watched the first movie, you know he always has a marmalade sandwich under his hat. That's kind of Paddington's thing. He's a gentleman, he's polite, and he loves marmalade. Uh, Yeah, but yeah, he talks to Knuckles, and Knuckles is about to knock his socks off. Uh, And the sandwich accidentally falls into his face. Yeah, it gets, like, thrown right into his mouth. Mm -hmm. And... And I, then the magic of marmalade touches Knuckles' heart. Yeah, and he's very much like, all right, you know what? Nobody messes with this bear now. Yeah, he puts the bear under his uh, protection, like, in a very literal sense. He announces that to the whole cafeteria of inmates. Yeah, but it... it- it goes on and he like Paddington teaches him to like 
make marmalade and they become friends while they're doing it. Like, at first, Knuckles is like, just make the marmalade. Like, just do it. Uh, but, yeah. Like, he learns a lesson and they become friends and they're like, make a marmalade together, make a bunch of sandwiches. The whole time, Paddington is quoting Aunt Lucy and her beyond bear year wisdom. <laughs> yes, a very wise bear. Uh, what, was, what was the one that he said the most? I If, if you're polite, everything will turn out right. Yeah. Which should be taught to every toddler ever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a good thing. They change the menu. They put marmalade on. Uh, breakfast comes. The entire inmate population is served marmalade sandwiches for breakfast. And they love it. Uh, they it's the best thing it. that's ever happened. But like, they're, and they want more. They're like, what else can you make? And Paddington only knows how to make marmalade. And Knuckles is not a cook. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how he got the job of chef, but he is not a cook. He remains head chef the entire time, and it doesn't seem like he knows how to cook anything that he wasn't taught by someone else at the prison how yeah. to cook it. Yeah, and then it's like the other prisoners, they start volunteering recipes. and uh, Yeah, very in a very cute way, like homemade recipes from like loved ones like my mom taught me how to do this or my my dad showed me that or my aunt or you know say the family recipes yeah and the whole prison like the whole cafeteria in the prison becomes a bakery all thanks to this marmalade sandwich that paddington had because the only recipes they could remember were desserts it was a lot of there was no there was no like dinners at least not that i saw i'm sure somebody in there knew how to make a dinner but uh, but it ends up feeling very much like like a factory bakery scene, like from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, almost. Uh, like yeah. when you see, uh, what was that? The girl, the rich girl from overseas, and like there's a a nut factory. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, was that Violet or was Violet no. the other? Violet's one? the blonde. I think maybe American, maybe England, but she's certainly not from like Germany. It's like it's the one from Germany. I'll be honest, I didn't like oh, not Germany. That's Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory. I I don't remember. Anyways. It gives the feeling of not a prison anymore, especially with them in their pink and striped uniforms. It feels like a bakery factory. I mean, when you're first introduced, to the, it's very much a prison. Like, it's like kill or be killed, you know, kind of like that hard environment that movies try to portray prisons. And it very quickly becomes everybody's friends now. Paddington <laughs> is great. Marmalade saved the day. Yeah. Uh, so that's like going on. And then we also have a plot simultaneously of the Brown family trying their hardest in each their own way to clear Paddington's name because they're just so sure that it wasn't him. They don't have any clear evidence that it wasn't him. But like, come on, you live with a guy, you know, he didn't do Even this. Even the, the store owner, the guy whose book got stolen is like, Paddington didn't do this. This is not <laughs> like there's no way uh so they're running around trying to clear his name and that's their own plot no when they will they figure out that there's something like there's a reason the book was it wasn't just a pop-up book that's right they do discover that it, it was yeah it's a treasure map to the author of the books like treasure because she was like an entertainer like performer yeah she was in the circus and she was very well renowned for being beautiful and talented and she did several acts but her greatest act was the trapeze yeah she was she was an acrobat she was a a ribbon dancer is how they depict it yeah but they describe her as an acrobat yeah they just and then she's killed uh which you later find out she's murdered by the grandfather 
of the failed actor who, big surprise, is the person who stole the book because his grandfather wanted her riches, but she had hid them and the clues were all in the pop-up book that she had made. Yeah, so the actor is the only one. He's the bad guy. He He's the one that knows. Anyways, then the Browns miss one of, what are, what are those called? Visitation Day. Yeah, so the Browns miss a visitation day. Because, because they're, they're trying to solve Paddington's case. But Paddington feels like they had forgotten about him. Because everybody was like, they're going to forget about you. Like, that's just what happens. You go to jail and they move on. They miss a visitation day. And, the like, the day before the visitation day, Knuckles and a couple of the prisoners try to tell Paddington, like, hey, we're going to escape. Are you in? Like, we need a fourth guy. Uh, and he goes, no, no, no. The Browns are going to help me. They're going to save me. But they miss the day. He feels like he's been abandoned. And he needs to clear his name. So he goes to the other prisoners because they say they're going to help. And they, they end up breaking out of prison. Which, by the way, these guys had no chance of breaking out of prison if they didn't have Paddington. Because he's just the right size for their plan. And literally no one else on their team would have worked. Yeah, he was very <laughs> much a key character. Uh, so they break out of prison. Paddington finds out as they're about to board a plane to escape that they're not going to try to clear his name. They're just going to try to leave the country and start a marmalade business. Yeah. Uh, which he's not particularly thrilled about. He really wants to clear his name. He wants to go back to his normal life. And yes. he wants to get his Aunt Lucy a present. He wants to get the book for her still. He would like to give her the book. But... Um... Um, so they, they leave him, they set, go their separate ways, he goes back into town, he calls the Browns, that's like right around the time the Browns have figured out, oh, it's the actor guy, like, he's not... Um, and they also figured out the last landmark, where the last clue is. Yeah, it's the, it's not even a landmark, it's, it's the lady's piano. Right. Like, instrument thing. So they ask Paddington to meet him, and he's able to meet them because he's made great friends by helping the uh, garbage truck man study for his tests. Yes. Uh, so the garbage truck man, like, just bulldozes his way through town with Paddington to get in there on time. They get on the train where the circus is packed up, but the organ, the piano, um, which is the final piece, which, which is where all the treasure is hidden, uh, they go, well, they're on the train to get to it. Yeah. Uh, the bad guy's there. The Browns show up a little late, but don't worry. That steam engine stuff that happened in the beginning of the movie is oh, not paid yeah, off yeah, now. That, that's right. The the <laughs> son of the Browns. Yeah. He's really into steam engines, but he's trying to be cool guy now. But that pays off because he likes steam engines so much. They hijack a train. They steal a train. <laughs> and there's like a whole train chase scene. Uh, the bad guy loses. Not killed. Just loses. No, that's another thing is the Mr. Brown is feeling very like older now. Oh yeah, he's going through a bit like a mini midlife crisis. Yeah, but it, it, it ends with him like having like a perfect throw and like feeling good about himself The whole like split thing because he was doing, I don't know, Pilates or yoga or oh, something yeah. in the beginning. I, it's just making sure that every single plot point had payoff here. Yeah, and, I mean, the thing, it just, everything ends up turning up Paddington. Like, they take out the bad guy. You know, it is, it's very similar to uh, Wu. I, I doubt many of our listeners, if any of them, have watched uh, Extraordinary Attorney Wu on Netflix. Oh, fantastic show. It's, it's a great show. It deals with some fairly heavy topics, and it is a show about 
lawyers and Korean, South Korean law. Uh, and yet somehow it is such a cheery, uplifting show and everything turns out woo. Everything's always turning out woo. Yes. And this movie just, it ends up, there's a part when they're on the train and they're trying to stop him, but Paddington is put in the back of the train and it is set loose and then it, it gets derailed. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And he sinks down to the bottom of the, the river, but his mother figure yeah mrs brown is training to swim the english channel yeah from england to france so she dives in after him can't get him out because the door is locked but guess what his prison buddies show back up oh yeah right in the nick of time and they break him out of there just like they broke him out of prison you're good i don't know what i'm doing okay uh, but they break him out, yeah, because they, they broke him out of prison and they swim down underwater and they bust open the train door and yeah. Paddington is saved. When everything seems like, oh no, he is saved because this is only a happy movie. And then you see him in bed. It's been three days. He finally wakes up and he's he's happy his name has been cleared, but he's upset because he still didn't get his Aunt Lucy anything for her birthday. And guess what? Today is her birthday. And he doesn't even have time to send her anything. No, the book's been put in evidence, so they don't even have access to it. But lucky for Paddington, he is so likable, and his family is so great, and the community he's built around himself, because it really wasn't a community until Paddington came around. No. Um, they have pitched in and pulled together to, uh, to fly Aunt Lucy out for a visit, so she not only can see England in a pop-up book, but... She gets she- to see London... And- with the way Paddington. the way Paddington wanted originally, yeah, and that's pretty much the ending of the movie. They don't need to wrap anything else up because everything else has already. Oh yeah, come it, it full gives circle. you like a, a quick down of everybody's like those. But that's like in the credits. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's not really part of the movie. It's like an epilogue. Yeah, in the credits. He, even the bad guy in a way gets what he wants because he is now in prison, but he's turned <laughs> it into like a big musical show because all he wants to do is be a star again. He just <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like prison the Broadway. I would go watch it myself. <laughs> but, <laughs> all right, so that's like a, a synopsis on the movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, we probably went a little further than we needed to, but I mean, it's just such a good movie. Like, it it is oddly charming. You might think if you'd never watched it, if you're not a fan of the franchise, and you've only listened to our description, that it would be cheesy, that it would be too cliche. Uh, but somehow it's not. It, it's it got a lot of really well-written scenes, really great cinematography. And, I mean, you have to know you're watching it the whole time. It's a children's movie. It feels like a children's book. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, because it's based on the children's book Paddington. It is. But um, they, like, it's, like, the most accurate to being based on a children's book that I've ever seen. <laughs> like, Right. They, they don't feel the need to address every little thing that doesn't make sense. Like, there's a talking bear in the middle of London, and everyone's real chill with it. No one's like, yo, that's a talking bear. What the hell is up with that? That was one of my favorite things in the first movie, when Paddington <laughs> first arrives in london and he's first introduced to other people it's just like oh uh bear yeah well, uh what's up <laughs> but it is it's very charming it's not cheesy and it's it's not cliche or maybe it is cliche but in in the way that things should be i mean i'm sure the way we described it people are like it's just people go oh it's such a it's a big cheese movie you gotta watch it it's like this is something you have to see it's a little more understated than maybe like we had described it things are subtle like, 
I keep saying that everything had a payoff, but you wouldn't have known that when you first watch it. It's not like they were putting a whole bunch of red flags in the beginning being like, this is foreshadowing, pay attention. <laughs> uh, you know, it was just charming little quirks to build out the character of Paddington in case you hadn't seen the first movie. I mean, something you definitely would have missed if you're not like, you just watch it like a, I don't know, like a regular movie is, is when Paddington first leaves the house in the beginning of the film, he gives the lady in a bike like a sandwich or something. He gives her something and she's, you know, having a good day. You, they do a scene later where they kind of redo everything Paddington would normally do. The lady is very rude and upset because she doesn't have her breakfast because Paddington wasn't there to give her her breakfast. Right, yeah, and the guy gets locked out of his house and... It's a scene that you, like, if you didn't pay attention, you wouldn't really care for. You know, you wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't think it's... You wouldn't think he affects this neighborhood so much. Uh, and not only does everything have a payoff, like every little thing that they introduce in the morning, in the beginning of the movie, not only does it have a payoff at the end, but it has like a logical reason for it in the beginning. Like the mother is an illustrator and she's definitely clinically depressed. It doesn't say that, but it's it's obvious. And she's training to swim the channel because she wants adventure in her own life instead of just drawing it. That pays off at the end when she saves Paddington's life well, and yeah. swims down to him in the river and is able to hold her breath for a very long time and is a very strong swimmer but the logical reason wasn't we have to make her a good swimmer so that she can save him it was let's you know she wanted something else with her life and so she has this goal and then it helps her later on yeah everybody had their own story right their own reason and it was for... just all going on around paddington yeah he was the the catalyst for the stories he's the red thread that strung together all these side stories it was like a movie of side stories yeah with uh paddington being the through thread i will say like the the bad guy actor uh, which i did not know was um played by hugh laurie um, <laughs> i have no idea who that is yeah well if you wait i will tell you uh, are you familiar with the show house is that doctors or interior design doctors very okay. it's about a very grumpy yes. doctor named I, house i, I think I think i've watched one or two episodes of house yeah he's the grumpy doctor yeah the like main... he's the know-it-all everyone thinks he's wrong every time even though he's right every time yeah that's the guy who plays the main bad guy that <laughs> like whimsical who is definitely insane because <laughs> he has like multiple personalities they break into his attic at one point and see like he's got this like weird theater collection room it's like a wardrobe room and like the dad who's definitely the most normal and put together character out of everyone we meet even he's like oh he's a weirdo like like this is oh yeah <laughs> maybe the, i don't want to be alone with this guy this guy who definitely mentally unstable uh yeah and honestly like you said earlier how he even gets his own happy ending probably the best thing for him would to be put behind bars and kept safe from himself and others well, yeah he even makes the joke though that he has a captive audience which all he wants he just wants an audience the man <laughs> just wants to perform <laughs> A lot of phone booths in this movie. I don't know if those are still popular in England. I don't think so. This like the it Paddington must be universe it's based off of the books, though. Probably, and I don't know. Probably more. Pre I mean, in the time period, yeah. yeah. I don't know. The Paddington universe is definitely like close to our universe, but like just weird enough. <laughs> Like, it's super strange, but also, like, it's normal. Like, it's completely normal. I mean, the only weird thing about the Paddington universe 
is the fact that Paddington is a talking bear and he's not the only one. Like, there's been a couple talking bears. There's in at least three that you know of, which is his aunt and uncle, and his uncle is is dead, I believe. Yeah, his uncle is dead. His aunt is in a home for retired bears, which. I think, is she in a home for retired bears? I think she's just in a regular nursing home. No, I thought it was for retired bears. We'd have to watch the first one again. They don't really mention exactly where she is. She's just in a nursing home. I mean, it's definitely not out of the norm to have talking bears, at the very least. It seems to have some sort of connection to marmalade, though. (laughs) Yeah, marmalade is just so delicious and perfect that it gives bears the intelligence of at least small children no, it gives maybe them, young like, full human intelligence, because Aunt Lucy is the wisest bear ever. Oh, that's right. But, like, we were also discussing maybe that Paddington, even though he's probably pretty old, is not that old for, like, bears. I think in human years, Paddington is probably around 10, but bears don't live as long as humans, so he would be older. Yeah, but I I think talking bears live longer than humans. I Aunt don't Lucy's know. Aunt Lucy's 100 and... I don't think they doing would just fine because they specify bear years i don't think they would specify bear years if they aged similar to us i don't think they age similar but i think they kind of age both faster and shorter than us it's like how grogu's 50 but he's still a baby like i think paddington is still in the youth of like he's still kind of childish well he's definitely though- in the youth of bears yeah i think he's in the youth of bears but he's definitely older than a human child i don't know that he is though i think he is i don't think they age that slowly i think they age relatively similar to humans or faster i mean what's the average age of a like lifespan of a bear nothing i was not ready to look up yeah i i have no idea i mean i'm just gonna guess because i might as well average lifespan of what kind of bear are you looking up um, I think they're not brown bears, but they're very similar to brown bears. So look up average life of a brown bear. Okay, I mean, I would guess that it's like twenty years in the wild, maybe longer in captivity. The average life expectancy of a brown bear is twenty to twenty-five years. Um, occasionally they do live longer, like thirty-five years. All right, look up how old Paddington was supposed to be. So it looks like in Paddington he is eight years old, and in Paddington two he is twelve years old. Oh, really? Yes. He's just so polite also i don't know they like just let him do whatever he wants i figured he was older well because he's a bear so like (laughs) also this world is not like let's not pretend it's normal (laughs) it's still potentially dangerous yeah but like i don't know this world is definitely like mystical in some way (sighs) yeah yeah i suppose you're right so yeah he is he is 12 i don't know how old he is in bear years but oh at the end of the movie you see paddington waking up in his attic room and it it is what all of my childhood dreams is made of it's the most charming perfect little room but it's not overcrowded with tchotchkes and clutter by the way i started using tchotchkes because i found out it's a synonym for knickknacks and i I can't believe i didn't know that until now i'm quite well into my grown years it's it's a much better synonym though in my opinion it just sounds better it's more fun tchotchkes knickknacks this i don't know knickknacks sounds so elderly (laughs) Uh, i don't think bear years matter at all i think aunt lucy might actually just be 100 years old and that's incredible for a bear Ah, that's incredible for anyone, really. Um, but there is a Paddington like cartoon TV show. Oh yeah, and I guess right. Aunt Lucy appears almost at the end of every episode, reading the letters from Paddington. Oh, 
that's so sweet. Because he writes her letters once a week, probably. Uh, I mean, he he writes them like diary entries, honestly, like as often as he feels is necessary. He genuinely cares about everybody he meets. So, like, he like he will do anything to keep in touch with his aunt. Oh, by the way, the three prisoners that escape, uh, <laughs> they just were pardoned and set free. Like, the prison was like, they're good. He didn't even say why they were in prison. No, it could have been murder. Right? <laughs> like, he did not tell you. But they got pardoned because, you know... They were good friends of Paddington, and Paddington's such a good person. He refo- like he reformed the entire prison. Like I, they probably could have let everybody out. That's true. So much so that like the guards were like so much more at ease by the time Paddington left. Oh, they were like helping in the the restaurant that <laughs> it became. It was like a little cafe. Very charming. Would eat there. <laughs> Get arrested and go to this jail. Um, it was really like just a like a good movie made well uh written well acted well uh all the sets the scenes the backgrounds their choice on clothing and wardrobe all hands down great job on on every aspect of it and it it felt like the most perfect version of london like but but not fake like people still had their problems they still had flaws but but it was like I don't know it didn't. But they were mundane problems. They weren't like we need Batman here. Or yeah, something. it wasn't like one of those movies. But it it I don't know, just very interesting. Uh, very very fun, very charming, very storybook. It, oh, it, you know what it is? It's like it's like from the perspective of a child. You mean like how Ghibli movies feel like memories and not like a a solid story but they work so well because that's how memories work is they're fluid and you save the best and the worst parts of life and that's how you remember them ghibli movies are like memories of a dream is what those are yeah they're kind of washed out but and paddington is, is a movie that is set from the point of view of paddington who is a very innocent character we would definitely recommend to watch with like if you're a toddler parent like this is um, a great movie for toddlers and for you to watch with your toddler because you're not gonna want to shoot your brains out <laughs> this movie <laughs> because, is because i mean i've watched a lot of children's television and it's not great no and it's <laughs> it's really just good enough to watch if you're any age it's just it's a good movie. I will say that we watched this movie under the recommendation of the, what is it, like the immense weight it of was immeasurable the, talent. God, what was it? It's the unbearable weight of massive talent. The Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah. Um, uh, which we both love. Yeah. We <laughs> actually, the, the first episode we did of this was supposed to be about that movie, but the recording got ruined. A fantastic movie. And we ended up watching Paddington 2 because the movie hyped it up so much. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it took us forever to watch the first Paddington. And then it took us even longer to watch the second one, even though we both really liked the first one and should have just watched it earlier. Because we didn't have a kid that was the right age for it when these movies. That's not an excuse. We should have watched it. We really liked the first one. Yeah, we should have, but I think that's why we didn't. I just because... think we didn't watch it because we didn't watch it. I mean, I just think it just got pushed back. It was never important. I mean, that's really all I can say about it. I'm... I liked how the the mother, we didn't talk about it too much in our synopsis, but the mother's really like the crime fighting hero of the side story of the Browns trying to uh, clear Paddington's name. 
even though she is a well into her midlife, like she's not young. She's got to be in her like forties. Yeah, she's she's not depicted as a young woman. No. Um, and she's definitely depressed, and she's still the hero I of the story. No, she's kind of depressed, but she's definitely looking for adventure. I think she is depressed. I mean, that can manifest in a lot of ways. She is forty-two in Paddington too. Yeah, but she's um she's depicted as. As like, you know, the person who is really going to do anything to solve this case. It's an interesting choice on the hero. They could have made it the son or the daughter or a younger protagonist, but it wasn't. It was the mom, uh, which was nice to see. And she did a good job and like it was as realistic as any of the movie was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which was not. I mean, yeah, it ends on a good note. Everybody kind of gets what they want. And like it is a it, like if you're down, it's a really feel good movie. There's no like, oh no, like super like down, like uh yeah, there there's not really heavy downs for the highs that the ups are. Yeah. There's like a few moments where you're like, Oh, that's pretty sad, but it's very quickly turned around. And it's mostly because of Paddington's faith in humanity. <laughs> uh, yeah, for not being a human, he has tremendous faith in humanity. More than he should. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to highlight about this movie. Uh, oh, the storybook, the pop-up book is unbelievably beautiful. For a movie prop, very well made. Like, I don't think this book actually exists besides the prop you could definitely make it i mean given enough time talent and resources it's not it's not depicted in the movie in a way that's like you need movie magic to make it work like it could be a no, real this prop is definitely book. like a, it's a physical prop that was made i don't mm-hmm. know if they sell it or if it actually exists but um but it's beautiful and the way that they display it in the movie and then they get transported into the pages of the pop-up book as Paddington is trying to picture his Aunt Lucy um, reading through it is is it's just it, so yeah that, that that was a whole scene it was a whole scene that felt like completely unrealistic but it it felt so real like it was just I mean I think it's why in the early days of film they wanted film to be the most beautiful version of reality depicted for all to see it's charming it's beautiful it's artistic it's meaningful i think it is yeah really what film is supposed to be which is entertaining yeah it is just entertaining i mean film doesn't have to really make you like you know think film can just be entertaining because paddington did not make me think (laughs) but it was very entertaining well that's one of the best things about paddington is it didn't make you think uh you felt smart for being able to make a callback from 10 minutes ago (laughs) <laughs> i think th- this movie would only get bad reviews from people who are like cynical like, they're thinking too much i think they're like this doesn't make any sense why is he talking about-? because he is and that <laughs> doesn't matter that's not the point of the film no it's not the point of paddington like as a bear if or you a person overthink either. it and the way we described it it doesn't sound like a great movie. It sounds completely ridiculous and childish. There's a lot of great movies, though, that when put on paper or described, fall flat from what they actually are. Because yeah. media is more than the sum of its parts. It's not just the sound or the actors or the visuals. It's all of them put together and then sewn in a way that entertains you in one way or another. So, what? All right, I'm going to say this. This this was a movie made for children, and this is by far the least funny episode of this podcast <laughs> we'll ever film because it was just so touching and so genuine. It's hard to be like. I can't poke fun at when I don't actually think there's anything to poke fun at. 
<laughs> no, it was made exactly how it was supposed to be. It, maybe it wasn't a perfect film, but it was made exactly how this movie was supposed to be. The only criticism I could possibly think of is that the soundtrack didn't stand out to me at all. I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It might have been made to blend into the background, but it didn't stand out to me. I mean, I can think of a lot of movies that I love, and I love their soundtracks. Yeah, it didn't really have like a rockin' soundtrack, but... No, I mean, it doesn't always have to be, like, a rocking soundtrack it was with, like, n- hits, but... It, it was no Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah, I love the Spider-Verse soundtrack. But I also really like the soundtrack to Howl's Moving Cla- Castle, which is all more or less classical music. It, it doesn't have to be uh, What's Up Danger to be a great soundtrack. No, I mean, it's, like... But the... Uh, that movie didn't need a good soundtrack it to be didn't, good. But, I mean, I can't even, like, thinking about it, I watched it yesterday. I can't really recall what the sound was. Yeah. I know there was background music, definitely, hands down. But it was so blended that I... It, yeah, well, stand it wasn't a movie like Spider-Verse, which really benefited from its soundtrack. And it was like almost the sound. It was made for the soundtrack. The whole movie was. Spider-Verse is a weird conundrum because it seems like a fevered passion dream of one particular person. But it was actually directed by like seven different people so, and yeah. switched hands so many times. Uh, but it, it, Paddington also, it wasn't like star wars or lord of the rings with these big orchestra bands with these epic music and like you can hear the lord of the rings like the main theme and you know immediately and you're yeah. taken immediately but that's not the kind of movie paddington is no which is maybe why it took us so long to get around to watching it or why it's so underrated is it's it's not a movie with big feels it's a movie with soft feels. It's a movie that doesn't, it shouldn't be as good as it is. It just shouldn't. Like, it's, for some reason, so good. You wouldn't think it would be. All right, well, how would you rate this movie? How, um, I don't know. It's just a good movie. Like, I don't know how to rate it. You want to use my scale of cats? No, I'm not going to use your scale of cats. But I can't, I feel like I can't give it a 10 out of 10, even though I've just constantly described it as like a good like a genuinely good movie uh, um i think it's definitely worth it i think it's a movie that if you haven't seen or you haven't seen the first one you should watch both of them they're just if you're feeling down watch paddington and paddington too yeah so you're not gonna rate it at all that was my rating it was watch it this that's how i rate it's either watch it or don't watch it and paddington gets a watch it oh, okay i'm gonna rate it as a munchkin cat helpless and lovable yeah to be we have a munchkin cat he doesn't have short legs he's a non-standard munchkin cat but he is still a purebred and like he came from a litter where almost all of his brothers and sisters had short legs so we're very familiar with their demeanor and um i i don't know our cat he has regular sized legs but he's the most helpless baby of a cat but somehow he is so loving and charming and lovable like he's very baddington uh he's very baddington not polite though my goodness big big asshole (laughs) like big baby like just constantly crying for help he's like three almost four now like he's not a baby he's not a kitten he's not in kitten years but he still acts like it and i I don't think he'll ever outgrow it so you'd rate this movie one gregory uh it's it's a munchkin that's that's the rating on cats it is i i go by breeds it's a munchkin cat A, a good cat solid cat would recommend if you were looking into buying a new cat to get a munchkin cat uh oh also gregory softest hair it's like he's like a cat with chinchilla hair it's, it's amazing so it's so soft. so all in all watch paddington watch paddington too uh anyways thanks for listening thanks for watching if you're curious about the picture
sure to check out our Instagram or watch the, uh, the speed draw. Yeah, the speed draw on YouTube. Uh, there'll be links to all this stuff. In the comments. Not in the comments, but in the description. We could comment <laughs> what it is in you, the comments. You comment that. It'll be in the description, but you comment that. Uh, yeah, I'll comment that. Oh, that's that. Uh, have a great night or morning or afternoon, whatever time of day it is.